And we're all kind of looking at each other, waiting. Are we going to stay here or is this going to just be really awful? Is this just going to be waiting around? Listen, people are busy. And, and when you have an opportunity and you have eyeballs on you, you have to start right away. That's one of the big things. You know, when you start a live stream and I talk about this in the challenge and some of the course stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to season three of Invest in Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast. I'm of course, Phil Better, and this season is presented to you by Unicorn Incubator. Unicorn is the largest rural incubator accelerator of its kind in the world. Located in southwestern France, Sola, its mission is to give entrepreneurs and their families their lives back while helping them build game-changing technology startups. Startups in the company are provided with a complete ecosystem for success, with direct access to proven funding sources, top-notch legal and accounting representation, access to the world's most generous business incentives, and most importantly, a dedicated sales and marketing accelerator that will put a startup's product or service on the fast track to success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Investing Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most feel better. And today we are investing in Cheryl Plouffe, the video strategist. Now, Cheryl is an entrepreneur, an international speaker, and a former Canadian TV broadcaster. So we have slightly of a celebrity on the show tonight. Um, we talk about her goals uh, what her goal is to help purpose-driven coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs build their businesses so they are positions to make positioned to make a bigger impact through their work. Uh, she shares some tips on how to navigate the world of video meetings with confidence and what's coming up next for her. And I can tell you right now, um, at the end of the episode, I'll let you know. But she gives me a tip in this episode that has been wildly helpful for the live streams I'm doing. So I'll let you know a bit more about that at the end of the episode so let's uh, go ahead and uh, invest in this conversation a little bit about cheryl plouffe she's an entrepreneur international speaker and former canadian tv broadcaster she has been seen by millions over the course of her 25 year career in news media has produced thousands of videos and has broadcasted over 20 thousand hours of live television she currently lives and works in ontario canada Cheryl, welcome to Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, Phil Better. Please tell my audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, you know, thanks so much for having me on the show, Phil. I'm really excited to share with your audience uh, a brief introduction. Uh, is that I was a TV broadcaster for years, 25 years in television, 17 of those spent at the Weather Network in working a variety of different roles, mostly as an on-air presenter and also as news manager. So I managed a team of 17 people for a period of time there as well. It is, uh, it was a great experience, loved, you know, that job it was awesome, great perks, but it got to a point where I really recognized that I had this entrepreneurial <laughs> bug inside of me mm -hmm. and needed to act on that. And so I transitioned and brought the best practices of broadcasting into the video marketing that I do today for coaches, consultants, speakers, and authors, and people who are really looking to build a personal brand and need to be positioned as authorities in their marketplace. That's, that's amazing because that's what entrepreneurs are trying to do to become uh, more cemented in their brand and that. So it's awesome to have you on and get to ask you questions I may face when I start moving forward with <laughs> sure. what I'm doing. So um, how did you see the transition? What, what was the spark that was like, okay, I want to transition into being the entrepreneur and trying this uh, and helping other people? 
Well, I think partly it was just a feeling, you know, uh, that you get in your forties. <laughs> you just get this feeling like, ah, you know, what, what else, you know? So it's awesome. I've been on the, you know, TV and I've been on some stages and that's great, but I just sort of felt this internal pull to want to take that experience and now help other people step into their own spotlight and create their own opportunities and their own stages. So there was something internally, but there was also there were some instances where let's say, for example, we were in a, a team meeting or a company meeting and the CEO of our company would get up and, and say, well, we're investing all this money in digital. And then here's all of us in the TV side going, what about investment in television? And so these little signs that were coming up that was like, maybe digital's the future and television is going to see some massive changes. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. So it was, a combination of really the two of those things that, that really sparked it for me. That's, I, I love that. You saw a shift in the market and knew you're, you're working in the actual old school medium, you know, the analog medium of TV, which used to be at the forefront of media. You saw that the digital media needed someone with experience and you're now you're transitioning to bring everybody that level of TV quality. And I, I love it. I actually, to be honest, before we, we were getting on camera, I had to rearrange this because I was like, no, I have to be more professional. It has to look more set up, you know? So I, I but already before we even started, you brought value to uh, my studio. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Listen, you know, I'm a big proponent of progress over perfection. I would rather see people starting to live stream, starting their platform, starting their show, even though everything is not quote unquote perfect. It's better to get out there and share your message and share the passion that you have for your industry, for your niche, your topic, and position yourself as a subject matter expert, even though you might not have the perfect background yet. The time to start is really today, yesterday or today. <laughs> Yeah, one of my uh, former guests said the best time is seven years ago to plant a tree. The next time is right now. So Absolutely. I love how you're echoing the same sentiment uh, right now and moving forward. Like it doesn't have to be perfect, which I think a lot of our generation, because I'm not that much younger than you. I'm only 37. So I, I feel like that shift, like there's, there's more to it and like, we need that change and spread our wings. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I see this a lot, especially in video because people put up walls, they put up reason. Well, they're not really, they're excuses. They think they're <laughs> reasons, but they're really excuses for not doing the thing that they know they should be doing in order to be more visible. You know, that you cannot build a business in isolation, nor can you build a business without an audience. So I love what Grant Cardone says in his book, The 10X Rule, where he says, the biggest problem you have is obscurity. No one knows you exist. So how do you fix that? Well, you get yourself out there and you make those things happen. And thankfully with bigger businesses already investing in that, it becomes cheaper for everybody else to buy it because it just keeps innovating over time. So, and now you're bringing a more professionalism that used to be in one domain into this digital domain. So that's great as well. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, broadcasting is its own entity. And when I was a broadcaster and anyone who has that type of experience would know it's a pretty controlled environment. 
you know, you, you know, there's pressure to look a certain way, be a certain way, dress a certain way, fit in the mold, be in the box. And, and the nice thing about entrepreneurship, when you're building your own show, your own platform and getting out there to be seen and, and sharing your message is that you can come as you are. You do not have to fit into the mold of what somebody else is expecting you to do, which really makes sense in broadcasting. It makes sense for a broadcaster to fit into the box that they're put into because they are an employee of that media conglomerate uh, or company. Yeah. So when you're the owner of your own company, you get to make those decisions. And, and the nice thing is that you get to dress how you want to dress. You can show up how you want to show up. I, I love it. And I love how like Grant Cordon himself, Gary V are doing it. They're showing like, hey, you can be a nice person and still be a millionaire, you know, and, you know, help other people will help you because it's just building people up. So that's yeah. I love how you brought reference to them as well. Um, now, so for when you're working with your clients, what would be one thing you would fix with them being doing their live video meetings and that? Well, I subscribe to a simple framework that I teach in my, you know, for, for my, in my course materials that are included in our challenge. And, and one of the things that I teach is a simple framework that I call the universal video script. Uh, for those of you listening to the audio, I am doing air quotes when I do the script. And it, because I don't believe in scripting, I don't believe in word for word scripting, but I recognize that people like to hang on. They, they feel more comfortable when I put it that way. When I say, I'm going to give you a script, they go, oh, okay, good. Whew. I'm so glad you're giving me a script. But the truth is you already know your stuff. You would not have gotten into business if you didn't have a level of wisdom or expertise or knowledge about your industry. So it's all in there. The only thing that's preventing it from coming out is your, um, you, you, you become your worst enemy, like in that sense. So really it's about giving people a simple framework and universal video script is that you go E, 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 like three E's, engage, educate, and enroll. And if you can just follow that, and that's especially great for people who are just starting out, early stage entrepreneurs, people who haven't been doing a ton of video, a simple framework. And if you can just follow that, you'll be well on your way. So what I see sometimes is people, especially with live video, they'll start their video and they'll go, hey, everybody, let's wait for a little bit and see if everybody comes on. And then it's silence. <laughs> And we're all kind of looking at each other, waiting. Are we going to stay here or is this going to just be really awesome? Is this just going to be us waiting around? Listen, people are busy. And, and when you have an opportunity and you have eyeballs on you, you have to start right away. That's one of the big things. You know, when you start a live stream and I talk about this in the challenge and some of the course stuff, you know, listen, you don't have an opportunity to just waste that. If you have eyeballs on you, you need, need to engage them right away. Start the process right away. So yeah, they get inundated with, oh, when he goes live or she goes live, it's he's, they start right away and I don't want to miss a second of this, which then helps build up your views in the first couple seconds. Which... Yeah. Otherwise you lose them. You know, yeah. if, if you don't start right away, people are busy. They got kids, they got stuff, they got errands. There's all kinds of distractions going on. So one of the things, Phil, that I'm seeing a lot in video, especially, and this is really why we emphasize live streaming for people who are early stage 
is rather than I've got to learn how to edit my own videos and kind of going into that post-production world, there's a certain level of skill set that you need in order to make good looking videos. People don't have that kind of time anymore, which is why I'm recommending people go live and supporting people to do that. But one of the biggest benefits of going live isn't always the number of people who are joining you live. It's the benefit of being able to talk and express your ideas and share the value you have to share. And when you click end or you hit finish on that video, it's publishing right onto that platform. There's no downloading and uploading and editing and post-production and all these different things you have to do. So that's why I love it. That's the bit, one of the biggest benefits people are missing about live streaming is the ability to get around all that post-production time, energy, um, you know, team, skill set, mm-hmm. and, and getting, the, getting the message out there. I have to agree 100%. Um, been doing a lot more live streaming with other podcasters so and I'm getting used to being on camera and like just set be, being on tv if you will so it's our I guess it's our generation's version of being on tv now absolutely it's a great point this is tv you know this is the new tv you know you had mentioned earlier about you know old-fashioned television old-fashioned being mainstream the media that you know listen I'm going to be I'm going to be 50 this year <laughs> But the, the video, you know, the video that I grew up with was very different. TV was very different. Um, you know, now this is social media is the new form of, of television. This is just the evolution of it. Things don't stay the same. So, you know, recognizing that means going with the flow and understanding that, okay, well, things have changed. The world has changed. And, and for those who are, and I'm a big, I don't know, you know, I'm a big Prince fan, you know, Prince, the yes. rock star who died several years ago. So I'm a big Prince fan, but I'm always saying, don't market like it's 1999. Like you've got a party like it's 1999, <laughs> but you're not marketing like it's 1999. Like it's time to get with the times and market for the year we're in. I love that. That's an amazing analogy. And it's great that we have to move forward and utilize all this amazing technology that we have to get to our audience connect because before it would cost 10 million, uh, so much money to get an ad out. Now it's down to cents on the dollar and the ROI is exponential with thanks to YouTube being able, you know, throw it up on YouTube a couple months later and, you know, you can then end up monetizing your YouTube channel and becoming more of an authority. Yeah, in 2020, I committed to really focusing on my YouTube channel growth, which I hadn't previously, interestingly enough, even as a video person, I was focused on Facebook prior to that. But in 2020, I decided to really focus on YouTube. And I did a video every week, consistently every week, didn't miss one week, which at times was difficult. And I did them myself. I ended up at the end of the year racking up 1.5 million video views over 14,000 subscribers. I made about $12,000 of extra money from AdSense. Mm-hmm. That's better than a kick in the head, right? So yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's pretty good. And so that's the, those are the kind of results that you can get by being consistent but, and also being committed to the process. But the problem with YouTube, if there's a problem, the problem is production. You have to have a skill set to be able to stay consistent or alternatively, you could outsource it, but there's a cost associated with that. And 
you don't, we don't, you know, it, YouTube is a long-term game, yeah. you know? So it's one of those things where you have to be willing to invest. If you're going to outsource it, great. That makes a lot of sense. But if you're outsourcing, you've got to be committed to it. You're not just going to put up two videos on YouTube and then go, oh, this thing doesn't work. And I got, I'm giving up. It's the commitment. Like I said, I did it for a year. Yeah. Right. So it, it's making those choices as an entrepreneur, which can be sometimes challenging. Yeah. And when you have already what helps with the content already being on Facebook, you can show the evolution of your work as well. You start now and it's slowly over time, you'll be able to build your quality will get better and better. And then one stream of income, you'll be able to outsource the post-production afterwards and your one will benefit, both will benefit at that point. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot to it. I mean, listen, and there's a lot of different kinds of videos. Mm -hmm. I really, I really believe that ultimately where we want to get to is you do want to have both. You want to have some recorded videos and some live streaming. That's the perfect scenario for most people. It's best to start with one or the other rather than both. It's a lot to do both at the same time, especially when you're starting from scratch. So, you know, making that, um, making that decision sometimes requires having some, some consultation, having a little Mm -hmm. chit chat about like, okay, where are you at? What does your team look like? What are your goals? What do you sell? What are those things to make that determination? But it's really ultimately where you want to get to. If we're going to have a full fledged video strategy, they, it would include eventually both kinds. Excellent. Yeah. That's a great point. And if they want, they can always reach out to you though. Links will be in the show notes down below because the value already have brought is a um, a great amount. So why not also offer that? Um, When, what was some of the uh, first steps uh, to success that you saw when you started to transition into the entrepreneurial uh, world? Before I went full-time or after? Before you went full-time and then when you hit full-time. Okay. When I was still a broadcaster, and I was commuting two hours a day to work, working a full day on TV, coming home, young son, husband, you know, all that pretty crazy stuff, sports, you know, life. Mm -hmm. What I did was I started to launch these underground, underground coaching programs. And I was really testing the waters. I wanted to see if the things I was learning and I was immersing myself in marketing. I was hiring coaches. I was traveling all over North America, investing in myself and, and learning from, you know, people who were where I wanted to be. And so I started to action that learning a lot about, uh, about marketing. And there's a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. And this was before I got smart and I started going more toward like some of the tools that I use today. This was when I was cobbling the 8,000 things together because I didn't know any better. And so I ended up coaching uh, someone and was my first sale, my first bigger sale. And I remember I had done a bunch of calls, a bunch of calls and following the formulas. Why isn't this working? And I ended up having a call. And after a bunch of no's, he said, yes. And inside I was like, ah, <laughs> I'm so excited, but I'm like, stay calm act normal, act like you do this all the time. But it was really my first really big, you know, bigger ticket thing. It was $1,800 for a coaching program that I sold. And so I get off the phone and I collapsed. I literally collapsed onto the floor of the office, crying, 
of joy, but Mm. crying nonetheless. And the reason I was crying was because I knew that if I did it once, I could do it again. I had proven to myself in my professional career that I'd done that already. Anything that you can do once, you can repeat. So it was this revelation for me that the freedom was on the other side of this. I wasn't 100% happy in my job at that point because I was seeing the possibilities of, of being able to do something different. So my heart wasn't in it anymore. Um, and so that was really one of the big things before I became a full-time entrepreneur. I did that when I was still working, um, in terms of when I, gee, I mean, as a full-time person, there are so many, you know, I, I work, I think the biggest thing for me is working with people who have epiphanies. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, when you're coaching, you're mentoring somebody, or you're working with somebody, or even if I'm doing a, a training or I'm just talking to people live, or maybe I'm on a call. And, and I say things out of my own belief system and, and it resonates with them and it makes them change. It makes them take an action. There's nothing more rewarding to me than that. I have to fully agree with you. Um, I have my first client that I'm helping launch his podcast and just seeing him get excited for things. I'm like this in podcasting, that's like somewhat low level, but seeing his excitement is encouraging me to boost it, boost and find more ways of getting him more excited for it and become like enjoy podcasting and go to the next level that he needs to go to because his brand is an amazing thing. That's Um, so awesome. Yeah. um, What uh, I had, I always ask this question in the podcast. It's probably the only really straightforward question that I like the answer to, uh, to find the answer to is, uh, what is one tip you are hoping to share about your specialty that you want my audience to take away from this podcast? Like what's the overall message you hope to uh, provide to my audience? Well, I think with the advent of so many of us getting online and doing virtual meetings and being on Zoom, and we're using Zoom in so many unique ways. I mean, we use Zoom for our virtual video production. And so, you know, there are a whole host of ways that we can use Zoom, but if we're talking about just using Zoom for virtual meetings, one of the things that I see a lot of people do is, and I know this is going to not make sense to those of you who are listening right now, but (laughs) if you're watching this video, then you know that I'm looking at the lens. Like I'm looking directly at the lens right now, which is my webcam on top of my laptop. What happens sometimes that I see is people who are looking at the screen. So they're looking at themselves on the monitor and not up at the lens. So just a reminder that the lens is the person you're talking to. So you have to, and this is what happens in broadcasting. We train ourselves to look at that lens, not as a piece of equipment or an inanimate object. We look at the lens as a person. So if you can personify the lens, that little pinhole black thing, Mm -hmm. then you are able to, that you're really able to better connect with the people. And that's ultimately what you're trying to accomplish. You want to connect with the person who's watching, the one person, not everybody. So those of you who are starting your lives and you're like, hi, everybody, stop doing that. (laughs) You want to say hello to one person. That's how you build connection with a, with a viewer. So not to say that you can't ever look down at the screen to check, to see if somebody's on the, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing, if they're showing something, but you want to always be bringing your eye back to the lens periodically, because that's where the person is in this virtual meeting world. 
I love that. And I, as you were saying it, I'm like, I need to start focusing on doing that as well. And, but I haven't been doing lives. So, but that's great that I've already taken away from this. Uh, well, the key is to rely on your peripheral vision to see, like right now I can see I'm looking down and I can see you're over here and I'm over here. I don't see the detail because I'm using my peripheral vision. And it's not to say I couldn't look down at you Phil once in a while, but if I do do that, I'm going to come right back up and I'm going to look back at the lens. And I, I, as I was looking at watching you just now, I did see you beforehand do the same thing. And I'm like, is she not looking at me? Is there something else on this? Th but realizing that for you to look at me in the eyes would be looking at the camera. So yes. already I'm learning so much and that's great. <laughs> Good. I've got my studio. Well, these are, the, these are the little nuances. These yeah. are the little details. You know, when people are struggling to get that next client, they're struggling to get those leads, they're struggling to connect and build their audience. These are sometimes the little differences that can really, these are little things that can make a big difference because at the end of the day, what is it that we're doing with video? We're connecting with people, right? It's, it's the, the virtual video equivalent of going to an after five networking meeting at the chamber of commerce. That's right. It's the virtual version of that. So if you were at an after five chamber of commerce, you know, you know, thing, what would you do? Would you meet somebody and then like, look the other way? <laughs> no, you'd look right at them. So it's the same thing, but I think it's, it's challenging because video we're dealing with technology. We're dealing with an inanimate object. We're not dealing with people physically. We have this barrier of technology that's between us and that's what we have to learn to navigate. Yeah. And now that you've suggested it, I feel more comfortable looking at me. At first I was, I was feeling awkward because it's like, she sees me not looking at her because I'm used to looking at a face. And because this is digital, your face is technically up here and I am looking at you. So yeah. thank you for that. And that You're even welcome. helps when you move to like doing YouTube videos moving forward, because it is going to be a sense of broadcasting. That's right. It is. It's important for us that that's what we want to be thinking that uh, of doing is we want to become the broadcasters of our own enterprise. That's really where we're at. This, this, this is where we're at now. The world has changed and you have to take the reins. You have to take control and build your own stage, build your own uh, opportunities and step into the spotlight and become the broadcaster of your own, of your own entity, your own enterprise. I love that that's where we're going to be ending the episode. But before we fully end, uh, Cheryl, right? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I had a mind blank, Cheryl. I apologize because <laughs> okay. I had growing up, I had uh, a mother and daughter who were Shirley and Cheryl. And I keep, I always used to mix them up as well. So it's the one probably name that is like, oh no, it's my, like my secret fear <laughs> and it's been exposed. Uh, so one of my, one of my broadcasting friends that, you know, one of my colleagues used to call me Shirley all the time. It became a little bit inside joke. So even if you'd called me that, I probably, I would have responded. <laughs> okay, good. But I'm going to give you um, the last five minutes. You don't have to use the full five minutes. Let my audience know where they can follow you, where they can get, uh, come find you as a client or get 
any information you're willing to give to them. So just give me one second to get off stage. And you are ready to go. You can reach me at CherylPluff.com. That is my website. There is a link there to resources I recommend, a whole host of free things that you can take advantage of there. We do monthly challenges, live stream challenges. We have uh, programs that support entrepreneurs to build their own stages. And we also do virtual video production where I interview a client for an hour and make three, uh, three months worth of video content from that one hour interview. It's very unique. And it's something that can help you to really build that, that expertise online and be seen as that authority. So if you're interested to reach out, just go to CherylPluff.com. There's a contact button there. And I am on social media at Cheryl Pluff on all the major platforms. So reach out to me, send me a DM, and I'd be happy to send you in the right direction. I love it. There we go. So I am so thankful for you being on the show. And I, I can't, I, I just love seeing where you'll go from here because I'm already following you on the social medias because I'm excited to learn from you and eventually obviously work with you more full time um, in your programs. Um, thank so you. I thank you so much for being a guest and I wish you nothing but success. And to my audience, looking into the camera now, <laughs> getting used to that um i want to thank you guys for listening and remember to invest in yourself have a great night all right guys so i want to thank first cheryl for being on the show she was amazing and uh her advice live there at the beginning you kind of heard her saying a bit i teased it with the opening but her saying going straight away starting right away that has been helping me both in my live stream of creating a podcast live on uh, my facebook where you can go to a uh, podcaster phil better on uh instagram where you can find me also on uh facebook phil better but also i with the uh group uh podcast that i do for stock dirty to me an amazing podcast you can uh check out the show notes down below to join the uh, mailing list to find that but it goes live to fifty thousand people and like that's nerve-wracking and but because she's taught me and in, in this in this episode all that relaxation and how to do it and just start right away it's really made the quality of the shows go really great and people have been loving i'm getting positive reviews so ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you so much for listening to the episode and oh before i forget sorry so i uh was able to talk to uh cheryl and i've gotten you guys a free 50 minute consult all you have to do is click the uh first link in the show notes down below and you guys can get that 15 minutes and she'll be more than happy to assist you so again cheryl thank you so much for being an amazing guest on investing yourself the digital entrepreneur podcast and ladies and gentlemen remember to invest in yourself